0: My name is Adam Eberhardt, and you are listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Welcome to the Emerald Podcast Network. I'm Sean Meadow. Austin Craycraft. I'm Matt Tyra. And we're going to talk some soccer here on a fine Thursday afternoon in Eugene, Oregon. It's 1222 p.m. First, we're going to start talking about some Champions League. As the Europa League currently plays out Mm -hmm. in, is it the round of 32? Round of 32 right now, yeah. Matt over there watching, keeping an eye on those. We're going to get going. Some Champions League this week, we saw Barcelona and Chelsea play out at Stamford Bridge in what I would call an exciting game with... Maybe a surprising result. I thought Barcelona was going to take it to them.
1: Yeah, no, I did as well. And I would call it surprising as well, because if you actually watch the match, I mean, for the good portion of the first half, it seemed like it was just inevitable that Barcelona was going to take the lead at some point. Um, but then the second half came around, and, and, and the, the script really flipped for a while there. Um, one player that I have to mention, the goal scorer for Chelsea, Ann incredible game one of those classic games where it just seems like anytime he strikes the ball anytime he has it at his feet he's electrifying a curling shot a curling effort where he hits right post then he hits left post denied both times finally he curls one into the far corner going off of his right foot beautiful and then Barca able to come back and win after uh frankly a gift from <laughs> Chelsea I mean good result for Chelsea guys but they could have had so much more.
0: Absolutely, but you brought up Willian, and I think maybe that performance might get him a transfer. Well, I hope it to does. somewhere way bigger Whoa. than Chelsea. If
2: And if not, then he certainly deserves to be in the starting line of 11 every game because mm-hmm. he hasn't been that consistent fixture in that lineup. And yeah. Uh, it was interesting that Conte decided to go without a true number nine. They, yeah, no, the false nine yeah. was an
0: interesting choice, I thought as well. With Morata not starting, what was it, Hazard in that false nine spot? Yeah,
2: and I
1: didn't know. I don't know about you guys. I, I guess we could debate on this. I didn't think Hazard was. It didn't seem to me like he made all that big of an impact. It was for, predictable. I think. Yeah, Barcelona very very could predictable. Read what was happening. Yeah, and and Barcelona, hats off to them. I thought I thought they did a really good job defending for the majority of the night. Willian. Just some incredible opportunities. I mean, shots that you usually want someone taking, maybe a little bit too much space at times, and they let them get loose on the wing every once in a while. But three strikes that really could have produced three goals, one ultimately that did. But then on the other end, I mean, Chelsea's defending, it seemed like they were just hanging on by a thread the entire game. Uh, there I were mean, portions where they did fall back and they, you know, they held pretty well, but it, it really seemed for a while like that it was going to be. Barcelona running away with it, and then ultimately Parça just—I I thought on their end they just were unable to execute that last pass so many different times. Yeah, and they are that type of team that they usually don't take those long efforts. They don't try and score from outside the box or with incredible efforts. They they try and pass into goal a lot of times. I
2: I, I thought Chelsea defended really well actually, and I thought that uh, whenever. Barcelona was able to do anything it was just because of Messi he was basically everything for that team he 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 was really the only one who I thought created that good of chances Mm -hmm. then obviously gifted the goal from Christensen yeah Uh, so overall I think Chelsea has to be pretty thrilled with the result because they really weren't in great form I do agree yeah
0: absolutely and then you have another English side playing in the Champions League as well this week who haven't been in great form either but that carried over into the Champions League a little bit. They mm-hmm. couldn't score and that was Manchester United who played away at Sevilla and I think the real storyline out of that was David De Gea, best goalkeeper in the world if you ask me and I think a lot would agree with that. Maybe not you guys, but Matt's I would. Matt's looking at me with a blank stare. Well, I mean, we have to say
1: that Sean is a, a Manchester United supporter. I did grow up a Man United supporter and, and I would he argue still that is I still
0: am trying to get it out of my system a little bit but I don't it's think very he's far that hard when that's your first jersey and you're born into it. Well look, your blood, okay, we don't we don't want to hear your entire
1: we don't wanna hear your entire life story, but I, I do agree with you. I think David De Gea is the best goalkeeper in the world, and I think that's because... That Manuel proved it again. If we haven't seen Manuel Neuer playing in half a year. So with that being so said... So
0: you think Neuer coming back would still be the best in the world? I think world.
1: if he continued the form that he's had over the past couple of years, that his positioning and his reflexes make him the best keeper in the world. But with that being said, he's been gone for so long, and the impact has been so clear at times, or at you least earlier in that's the season at least earlier in the season um, for Bayern, that normally I would say, yes, he is the best goalkeeper in the world. But if he comes back, it's been so long, I think he has to prove himself and regain that title. So right now I'm comfortable giving it to David De Gea, especially after a game like this. Look, I'm an Arsenal fan. I I, I personally think David De Gea has had some of his best career performances against Arsenal, particularly one (laughs) earlier this season when,
0: that was the game of the season, if you ask me. Oh, it was unbelievable. That was the game especially
1: of the from De Gea. I mean, the, the not just the quality of the saves, but the magnitude to just have shot after shot after shot come 15 in. Fifteen
0: saves in a ninety-minute period. Well, and there, Tim there Howard was, had seventeen in an extra time.
1: There was a rebound. There was a rebound in that game where current current teammate Alexis Sanchez <laughs> had a point blank, maybe four feet away, opportunity at goal, and all he had to do was lift the ball into the air or take a touch and pull it in the other direction. But you understand the nerves. He takes the shot, and
2: it still should have gone in. You
0: shoot, but that, th- you shoot that first time, though. But I think any player shoots that first time. Well, I think that's the reaction. Well,
2: against any other goalkeeper in the world it doesn't other matter. than not Yeah, it
0: doesn't matter because right. it's in. Yeah, but let's try keep it back to the Sevilla match itself. Right. Jose Mourinho puts Paul Pogba on the bench, but he's forced to come in when Andre Herrera might have pulled up with a hamstring injury. I'm not really sure nah. if he tore it what the deal is i haven't seen a report on that i really hope Mourinho thinks it's pretty bad i think it is pretty bad because the way herrera reacted taking his cleat off and throwing it into the turf Mm -hmm. but pogba comes in and he's had a rough patch and i think that kind of carried over and probably the mentality he had some good moments but he doesn't take over the game and i think that's because he's not playing that attacking role Mm -hmm. and matt before the show you mentioned His agent looking to move him around, and I don't know if that is going to happen. He grew up playing for United. There's a love for the club there, but is is it Mourinho that's kicking him out? I'm not sure.
1: Well, he grew up playing for an academy that at the top was led by uh, Sir Alex Ferguson, and by the time that he comes back, it's not Alex Ferguson. It's Jose Mourinho there as the manager, so I think that reunion always kind of seemed... To me, like it it could have worked, but that it was really at this point, it seems like it was driven by that kind of, you know, that nostalgia of coming back to your old club. And right now, I think this type of performance was kind of just a, a little microcosm of Paul Pogba's entire time at Manchester United, where there are times where he can control a game, he can dominate, he's good enough. And I think Mourinho has said this at times, he's good enough that he can play in any phase of the game. You could play him as a defender, and I think he would still be a fantastic player.
0: I obviously agree. obviously not where he's used to playing. but well, That's why he plays him in the holding mid, and he plays him in the attacking mid, and he plays him on the left side and the right side, and if he needs to, he can go up top. And yet, and, and
1: yet, <laughs> it's always better for a player when they have a, a solidified role and they know what they're going to do game in and game out. And with Pogba, I think it varies on what Manchester United needs from him game by game and that usually is more of a holding mid and and back with Juventus it was more really creating the chances and you know being around the box during attacks and that hasn't been the case for
2: him. Right. And when you're you go from Juventus who has this perfect defensive style right. to Manchester United who doesn't have that many top six level defenders in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. He just has a lot of pressure put on him. And playing in a two-man midfield, he's he's put in a really odd spot because he, he's meant to be put more forward than he's been. Um, so uh, Mourinho's really – I feel like he's trying to hold him back almost, and I, I don't feel like that's where he, he should be. So I think – it's just not a good mix between Mourinho and yeah. and Pogba. It seems like an unhealthy relationship right now. Well, certainly. yeah, and Pogba's Pogba's attitude really isn't kind of helping it at all. Well, they they are two big personalities. So I don't know. I'm not. I
1: I didn't personally see this coming. I thought Pogba would step into the Only Premier League. Saw it coming. Not to this degree. I think. Well,
0: I thought he was gonna come and dabbing, dude.
1: Attacking players in Jose Mourinho's in, in Jose Mourinho's attacking system, midfielders absolutely. specifically. Absolutely. Look, yeah. at,
0: look at the Juan Mata. Yeah, right. Ends up coming to United, and then the most follows him, and the
1: most class player that you can find anywhere. Right? What a man! Yeah, absolutely.
0: Commongoal.org, or whatever is that the website? .dot org Oh, it's It's, your job to know that. Well, go check it out. It's a great
1: look up Juan Mata.
0: Anyway, Juan Mata, human penguin, great (laughs) footballer. Yeah, absolutely. There's some good football on right now. Or soccer, as I prefer to call it, uh, Arsenal playing wow. right now in the Europa League match. Wow! I'll update.
1: Yeah, it's this one's being played at the Emirates. It's two nil Osterlund right now. Wait, what? And so on well, aggregate, they're the
0: favorites to win the whole tournament right now. Arsenal. I, I would I would make a good argument for that. I think
1: I agree, but I also think that Arsene Wenger. Continues to focus on the Premier League a lot more than he should. Um, yeah, especially at this point in the season. Especially at this point in the season, when their top four hopes look slim. They look slim. Um, it's possible, but it doesn't look great. And I mean, you're you're currently what are what are they? Six.
2: They're six. And they're they're, and they're quite a few. Eight points. points back of
1: fourth. Right. That derby loss did not help them. That um, killed. And I really just think that there are five better teams in front of them right now. And if not five better teams five teams that are more used to their lineups because Arsenal really changed the entire squad when Alexis left and Kolasinac st- stopped playing uh, a third, a quarter of the way through the season. They moved to, you know, having a player like Nacho Monreal more at center back at times. And then you bring in players like Obama Yang and Mikatarian, who I think are very, you know, if not world-class, are a cut below it, but still, you know, top flight. Uh, and they have only been with the club for a few games now. But right now, 3-2 aggregate Arsenal still
2: technically well, would this, go through. This could have been a lot more interesting, too, if Check didn't make that penalty save in the first leg.
1: Yeah, which is... <laughs> uh, what, well, that was Ospina, wasn't it?
2: Oh, yes, I, I, yes, 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 you're yeah. right. You're I was right, going to say,
1: right. Petr Cech, I don't think he saved a penalty in his Arsenal career. I, I'm i pretty, pretty sure of that. Brady. I know he hasn't in the Premier League.
0: I, I wouldn't know that bizarre stat, but yeah. that's a good one. And... I think I think that's a good transition to England, which mm-hmm. is really heating up now. I think the top four race, like well, well, hang on. Boston First of all, let's up, just but...
1: let's go through the rest of the UEFA scores right now. So, Atalanta leading Dortmund one nil right now aggregate. That's three all. Atalanta would go through on away goals. You've got M- Milan four nil up on Ludogoritz, AC Milan, AC Milan. Um, Salzburg tied one one with Sociedad. And right now, I believe that put Sociedad through on away goals. Um, The Dortmund one uh, is the other one there that really interests me. I
2: kind of like Milan as a dark horse in that tournament. Ever since they've changed managers, I don't, I don't know the new one's name currently. Man, the
0: fall down from what they used to be. Yeah, Ronaldinho days, early mid two thousands. Yeah, man, those were awesome. But that's. Those are some interesting scorelines. I think the Arsenal match is definitely... That's one the one to battle.
1: monitor, absolutely. Absolutely. But um, you've got Braga, Marseille, out. and Athletic Bilbao, and Spartak, Spartak, Moscow, all tied nil-nil as well. So, Interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for the update on that one, but man, that Arsenal scoreline has me shocked. Yeah, me as well. And what also shocked a lot of people this past weekend was the FA Cup. The quadruple <laughs> for City. For Manchester City, that is. Gone. Will Griggs on fire. Their defense was terrified. Sing it. Sing it. I'm not going to sing it. Oh. I'll play it later. But I was singing it myself a while because that, that's a catchy tune from the Euro 2016 in France. And, man, best fans in the world there. But Aguero, Pep, they lost their cool after that one. City loses the game. The quadruple's gone at the DW Stadium in Wigan. What a game. 1-0 Wigan. They did it to them in the FA Cup years mm. ago. They um, done it
2: to them twice in the FA
0: Cup in the last like five years. Yeah, and now they do it again. So that quadruple is out of here. Aguero hits a fan, faces no punishment. Pep starts trying to throw down in the tunnel, faces no punishment.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Classic FA maybe. It was- not bringing down the hammer. They're very inconsistent when it comes to bans. We saw Roberto Firmino accused of racism, and he's received no ban. And then you see a a Jose Mourinho kick up a water bottle down a sideline, and he sees, I think, three matches for that. Well,
1: Mourinho at this point— It's just
0: an interesting, I think, Mm -hmm. double standard to say. And I know United fans will always try and say that everyone's against them, and that's not necessarily too far off. But they that's not that everyone's against. Well, that the,
2: Mar- the Mourinho thing is a lot on reputation. Yeah, I that's don't think exactly this is Exactly what it is. Guardiola
0: hasn't done anything close to this before. Right.
2: And it's not it's
0: characteristic. It
2: was also it was also minutes after it was at halftime, not after the game, and it was minutes after uh, Fabian Delph had just been dealt a red card. Right. So, I mean, You can he, understand
1: the emotion of the situation. I mean,
2: then what's funny is after the game he's like it was a red and he agreed with it. So. Right. Well, I I think
1: Bizarre. the Mourinho thing, I think
0: the water it's
1: not a united thing it is a Mourinho thing because he does have that reputation he's really if you're a basketball fan an nba fan he's the draymond green so to speak of the premier league he's been there for so long he is the special one in in many ways um and i think he is getting special treatment here but that being said um I can kind of see why there's no punishment uh, against Aguero. Kind of see. It was provoked, I think. I think it was. Um, but
0: it's not the first time he's done it. He he went after a steward at a right. game earlier. I think it was this season as well. He's losing his temper a lot, and you don't normally see that as age progresses. Normally, you, you see don't it in see the younger that from years. you haven't
1: seen that from Sergio Aguero typically throughout his I don't career think he's been either. Been
0: frustrated for a starting spot at City until now. Right, and, and that I think is that's part of it. Yeah, I think that's part of it, but. He doesn't have to worry about the Premier League. At least they feel. I feel like they have it locked up, and I think they're they thinking do. the they same do. thing. They do. They do. They absolutely. The top do. four. It's just a, uh, a crapshoot now for second through fourth between Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea, Liverpool, United. That's reverse order. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't say Burnley anymore. Unfortunately, as cool as that was. The Rest in peace. Those run. those tops. They didn't deserve well, to
2: be there anyway. They're expected. Yeah. they expected Ooh.
0: goals allowed are.
2: Fourteen. They they should have allowed fourteen more goals than they actually have. Well, that's the and they still have a negative three differential. Stuff.
0: Five thousand to one. Leicester City is all I have to say about okay. Yes. All right. Stuff all right. In soccer, but United in second. I think they'll keep the top four there. But I think Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal. Hmm. Tottenham might sneak in. And well, there's been. S- I don't know if Chelsea holds on. I don't know if Liverpool holds on. I don't I think know. Liverpool does because the way Mo Salah's playing, it's, it's Salah, he is Salah.
1: he is truly one know, of the best five Austin one of the best five attackers that. maybe in the world this season if if you say he isn't i'll fight you i, I mean he's a beautiful <laughs> player he is my favorite no. player in the premier league
0: you're not watching the premier league if you if you think that mo sala is not one of the top five attackers right. that's, that's as simple as it is right. this guy is playing some unreal soccer and his goal in the champions league last week oh my the juggle goodness. the juggle oh, the patience, off the head the patience and then he brings the it down yeah on Un-
2: Real. He's so cool. He's so calm, cool, what a player. collected. What a player. Yeah, and he's to going to
1: Egypt. In absolutely. The World Cup. What I was going to say next um, him, and you have a player like Mohamed El Neni as well, who's starting to get more and more time for Arsenal. Don't sleep on Egypt in the World Cup. Um, but in terms of top four hopes
0: winning the World Cup, I don't know. Well,
1: <laughs> just just while watching the World Cup.
0: Making an impact, absolutely.
1: They, they could definitely knock off one of those top teams. You never know who the, the, the next Spain is going to be, who comes next in and Iceland. underperforms, or, or the Iceland, uh, if you want to go back to Euro. Um, I, I think what you're looking at right now is, is mostly set. City and United. They look like the top two teams. Why are United. we
2: so sure of United? Because I think they are so solid.
0: They've been so consistent in the top four, and they were challenging all season long, I think, with City until they started to fall off in maybe December. But I honestly think people talking about Spurs doing so well, they still sit fifth. United have a stumble here and there, but they have the wiggle room to do it, just like City has the wiggle room at first. Well,
1: Spurs have had so many changes in the back line, I feel like, throughout the season. Um, And they've done a good job of staying consistent through that, but I don't know what their bill of health is going to be like for the rest of the year. I, I do think that right now I I have more confidence in, in Pochettino there with, with Tottenham than I do with Conte at Chelsea. I think Conte has at times kind of lost that team. You know, you had the whole David Luiz saga to start off the year where he, he really was a big part of that title team last year. And, has been in and out of lineups this season. They were trying to get him out of there, I think, during the winter
2: transfer and really no action there. Um, And then con. Conte, before this Barcelona Champions League match, Grant Wall of, of SI comes out and says that he's su- he'll be surprised if Conte makes it through the season, and then he maybe goes out and manages his best game of the season. So right. if he can keep that up, I think he might still be Chelsea's man going they forward. They have
0: a but... crazy list of fixtures, though. Yeah, they, they have man-, Barca, United, man United, City. Spurs, City. It's insane what they have in just the next it is. six games.
1: Yeah, and I also think that it, it is so different playing in Europe, when you are not familiar with those teams. And maybe Chelsea historically, pretty familiar with Barcelona, familiar with Leo Messi, but this particular team in a lot of senses is not quite as familiar there, whereas Premier League you have film against them against teams that you have seen you have already played them the other at this way point too. right
0: Watford beating them 4-1 and Bournemouth beating them 3-0
1: and so i think there is a little bit of that sense when you're playing in europe of you do feel out a team for those first 45 minutes and that does make for some of those performances that are uh, you know a little bit more uh, or sporadic they can go any way and i would also say that as good as this was this was at stanford bridge how many times, even think back to last year, do you see Barcelona go back home at, at to the new camp and just dominate another team? PSG they know exceptionally well from last year. Barcelona at home are an entirely different beast. So, I don't know that I put too much stock in this performance for what's going to happen in the Premier League. Yeah. No, I no. agree with you
0: there.
2: I do I do too, but I I I mean I'm kind of glad to just see Chelsea do something. Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh but i think them and tottenham are really going to have a battle for that fourth spot um i i feel good about liverpool just because their their front three are just unbelievable incredible even without coutinho yeah he's he's gone forgot about him um but and mane is finally getting back into form uh he had that hat trick against um against porto yeah so and i think mane
1: maybe the most I don't know if underrated is the right word because I don't think he's putting up. He, he's been injured and he, you know, has been inconsistent at times. A very dangerous weapon that City what? still have, and, or oh, excuse me, Sané. I'm, thinking of, I'm Sané. thinking of Leroy Sané, Sadio Mane. I, I mean, almost a not necessarily similar type of player, but the pace on both of them. Yeah. Um, Sadio Mane as well is just an incredible player, uh, very very consistent. Almost the, in terms of performance throughout the year, very different from Leroy
2: Sané.
0: Yeah, and
1: but
2: shout out to Leroy Sané.
0: Yeah, both great players doing pretty I'm glad, uh, well this if, season. Too.
2: I mean, if we're talking about Sané, I'm glad that he's back sooner than he was supposed to be from that injury. Right, but me as well. You
0: never really want to see a player injured for long like that. and I think Especially
2: a young player like
0: him. Exactly. And so, so much I- potential.
2: Like, what is what do you guys make of then the, the Mara's kind of discussion? Because he was supposed to come in just to fill in for Sané, but if they knew Sané was going to be back, why go after
0: him? That's just classic Man City spending. I think I mean, spending. They Chelsea, yep. the money. Yep. they and Chelsea will do that all the time. Chelsea will loan you out in a second. They have, they have more players on loan. <laughs> Free Mitchie some well, clubs actually yeah, and have and think on of their
1: all rosters. the think of all the players that they've their given longest, away as well. Their
0: longest serving player on Chelsea Football Club hasn't played a minute for Chelsea. It's a goalkeeper. I don't know his name, but he played, he's played 10 years on is the that, Chelsea. Contract. Is that Begovic? I don't know who it is. Begovic played for Stoke more, no more than 4 or 5 years ago. Okay, But this this guy I don't know his name, but he's played like 10 seasons now <laughs> elsewhere. Never played a minute for Chelsea, but he's a goalkeeper. And he's the longest serving player because John Terry who's now at Aston Villa was the one before. And down Aston Villa in the championship but some teams that might join them right now at least West Brom Stoke and Southampton in the relegation battle and the difference between 10th and 18th, 18th the bottom or last spot down at least which is right now Southampton. They're 26 points and only at 31 is Bournemouth at 10. So this thing could it's be clocked. anyone down there. Mm-hmm at well, the end of the season and the relegation battle really has been so
2: fascinating throughout the entire season just it always be- is well yeah and just you just see teams struggling and then they they pick a new they find themselves a new manager and then they shoot up uh, and get get six points in the next three games and just like that they're in 14th so it's it's really been so interesting to watch Swansea a good example of that yeah I I, I think when you look at the current bottom three. There's not a
1: whole lot that you can take away from it. I don't know if these are the three I, worst. Stoke, they've been terrible on the year. I mean, there's they no should way around be that. Yeah, they, they, they really, really should be. They really should be better. Um, Southampton is a team that I think we're not going to see down there for a whole lot longer, personally. I think I think
0: Huddersfield might be going back down. Yeah, Huddersfield sure. just had such they've a good been, start. They've been they, having a tough time recently. I don't know. Crystal Palace is also a team that I think you got to keep an eye on. I think Brighton stays up. Newcastle stays up. West Ham stays up. Watford, Bournemouth. But I think you've got Huddersfield and I'd Palace be, so, I would lingering.
1: be, I would be shocked uh, when you go West Ham up. So West Ham, Watford, Bournemouth. I'd be shocked if any of those teams, even though they are close to relegation, I'd be shocked if any of the, one of them did fall down. Consistency of performance there is just enough to get them results when they need to. Those are teams that are experienced in the Premier League that know how to get draws when they need them. Outside of that, I mean you. You could make an argument for any one of those teams. I think Newcastle is probably going to be safe as well in the long term. Any one of those teams, uh, Brighton and Hove, they still, I, I I, want them to stay up. I think it's a good story. Um, I don't know that they have the experience necessarily going forward. Crystal Palace has just been a mess. Swansea for the longest time was the, you know, almost the unanimous worst team in the Premier League Um so we'll have to have to monitor that it really it could go any way here towards the end of the season as it often does and when you just have so many teams that are clustered around the bottom it it comes down to who is able to get those draws against the big clubs when they're able
2: to and then when they play each other who comes out with those wins if if Huddersfield I I hope Huddersfield does stay up Mm -hmm. or if not Aaron Moy gets sold sold back into the Premier League just because he's so fun he's been a fun
0: talent to watch and I think manager David Wagner has been also fun the yeah. German American played for the US men's national team Klopp disciple Back in the day a Klopp disciple but oh boy guys the golden boot race oh That's this is race. Easy. It's, easy. Race. it's easy it's easy Harry Kane Mohamed Salah Sergio win Aguero 23 it's Harry Kane. 22 21
1: it's Harry Kane Harry Kane's going to win it Austin I I I agree but just because he
0: Really? He, not Mo Salah
1: I I would <laughs> I would love for I am an Arsenal fan. I would love anything in the world for not to be Harry Kane. He's going to win it. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the most consistent performer in front of goal. Absolutely. He absolutely works in the himself. World. I'll say it in the world. In the world right now? Yes. In the world. Yes, yes. Yeah. I agree. And I also think that he... He's gotten better from last year. He works himself into unbelievable positions where... You just, if you if you want to be a striker, you watch what he does in the box. He always knows exactly where to be. He
2: Well, yeah, and he, last year he, he was just like this player who would just be in the right spot all the time. This year he's made that evolution to where he's he's getting more and more of his own shots and creating that on his own without the help of some of his great team. And the other
1: thing for me is that a team like
2: Liverpool, that, that team is going to generate a lot of goals.
1: But they also have so many other players. Yeah. And I think Mane is a great example of that. And Firmino yeah, we as well. We haven't talked about Bobby yet. You, you can even look. I think Firmino, yeah, he's the right there with 12 goals. He's not in the race, but, you know, one of those top 10 goal scorers.
2: His, his, is, his is so fluky, though. If you go by expected goals, he should have like four and a half less. Right, so it's just that. Well, that's that, because he just has the he, efficiency. He scores of off of some
1: unbelievable strikes sometimes as well. But I do think it's going to be Harry Kane because on that Tottenham team, I think you have a bunch of players that are built to support Kane. When you look around that lineup,
2: and who else is going to score? That's right one. That that's team. exactly
1: what I'm saying. Erickson's superb. You but have Eriksen who's setting him up. You have Son. You have um, a player Dele like Deli Alley that's going. They, those are Deli Alley
2: He's he, been disappointing this year. Well, he always disappoints me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh gosh, guys! Oh gosh, Deli Ali's a—he's a, a, a quality player. Different bag of worms to open right now. Yeah, but
1: I don't want to get into that. He's a quality player. That's all I'll say. He—he
0: he is a quality player. I hope he can turn it around by the time the World Cup rolls around because England could use a player like Deli Ali playing. They could well. use a
1: lot. England's gonna need a lot, my friend.
2: They will, and
0: it'll be fun to see Harry Kane play with other. For- I can't wait. Like Rashford. Yeah. With Harry Kane up top will be fun. And I think we should talk some World Cup in the next podcast here on the Emerald Podcast Network. But thanks to Matt Tyra. Yep. And Austin Craycraft. Thank you, Sean. Thanks, Sean. I'm Sean Meadow. Um, If you want to listen to more Emerald Podcasts, you can go to dailyemerald.com or subscribe to the Emerald Podcast Network on anywhere you get your podcasts. Listen to us on SoundCloud as well. Subscribe there. And keep listening to more of our podcasts our first and read ob- our ne- content. next
1: objective is we're going to make a name for
0: this. We're going to make a name for this, but right now, it's just our Emerald Media Soccer Podcast. It's a world soccer podcast. If you've got a name for us, go ahead and, you know... Send it to us. Let's at it It's at Tyra us.
1: Time on Twitter. Sean Meadow, your yours is just... My name. Yeah, that, yeah. That's your handle, isn't it? That is my handle. At Sean Meadow.
2: It's Mine's A underscore Craycraft.
1: Yeah, so don't
0: mess with, with Austin, but <laughs> at It's Tyra Time, at Sean Meadow. <gasps> what? You know what to do, guys. Subscribe, listen more, dailyemerald.com, read some stories, pick up the newspaper. We'll be back next week with more from the Emerald Media Podcast Network.